There is too much to read, there is too much to do. My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue. Read all that I could read, saw that I could see. Finish the internet. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, that thing. The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself. My money can't rest till then. Oh, it's time. It's time for oh, yeah, that thing again. Hello, this is Oh Yeah, That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Audrey. And I'm Pei. I said it last time and I'm going to say it again. This is this has been a real struggle today. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you know <laughs> this time it sticks. Hopefully. Still going. Uh, we're doing our it. best. We truly, we truly are. <laughs> It's just, I, I'm I'm going a little mad, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's, uh, it's it's understandable, I yeah. would say. It's been a, <laughs> yeah. A real, real shitty few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, anyway, but, but we, we are, we are here. We're here. We are alive. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and eating. Well, not yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but pretty much all other times. <laughs> <laughs> just before this. Yeah. Just after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally plan on it. Um, well, you've you've gotten your official quarantine home haircut. I see. Yes, uh, I bought one of the only set of clippers I could find online since everybody was giving themselves home haircuts. Um, But they're, uh, yeah, so I gave myself a little buzz cut after I took out my twists maybe about three weeks ago uh, because I've learned that I don't want to do hair. It (laughs) takes a lot of effort that I don't want to put in and a lot of patients that I don't have so um not having hair feels real good <laughs> yeah. I mean it looks good thank you um it when I first little... hmm oh go ahead yeah I was just gonna I was just gonna say when I first went natural uh I was I watched a lot of YouTube videos before I did it and um, cause there's a whole big natural community on YouTube and they do all kinds of great fun things with their hair. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And then, uh, I had to detangle my hair on multiple occasions. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> but you know what? Kudos to them. The hair looks lovely. It's beautiful. I love that they want to put that effort in. It looks great. Yeah. I just, I can't. <laughs> Anytime I see the commitment that like natural and like curly haired people put into getting their hair to look just so nice, mm-hmm. like, that is so commendable. I can, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just looking at this girl's uh wash day routine because like it's a whole thing your wash day Mm -hmm. and she like listed out all the things that she does to like take care of her hair on the day that she washes it and she said at the bottom this usually takes about five hours and i was like "Mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) not for me (laughs) yeah Uh, um 
I I don't have natural or curly hair, so I don't mm-hmm. have any experience. But my mom has very very curly hair, like ringlets kind of mm-hmm. curls, which she developed as an adult because she had oh my texture for a long long time. I think uh-huh. until after she had me actually. Oh, I, interesting. I really mess with her hormones, I guess. <laughs> and her hair just came out curly after she cut it. Um, but she's always struggling with, like, she thinks her hair looks so terrible and, like, big and poofy and mm-hmm. all this. And so I started looking into what the curly hair community is doing, which I kind of fell mm-hmm. into by, I use a co-wash so I don't have to wash my hair too much and strip out all the green color out yeah and, but when i started reading like what else all these curly haired people were doing it was like yeah oh boy yeah my mom does not have time for that yeah it's, so, it's a lot of effort <laughs> yeah it's just yeah any anyone who puts that much effort kudos to you yes i i can barely shave half my head <laughs> Uh, the whole thing. Um, yeah. Oh, but what I, what I was thinking earlier is like, I'm surprised that you had trouble finding clippers. Yes. Yeah. It's just a home haircut is very risky, right? It is. Yeah. Like you just like one size buzzed pretty much. I, yeah, I, well, I just, I, yeah, I just did one length and I just buzzed all around my head and I didn't yeah. try to do anything fancy because I'm not yeah. a barber. <laughs> right. Um, the people who are learning to do like their own fades and stuff, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> when I first told my brother I was going to try and cut my hair, he, he was like, you know that like barbers are skilled people, right? <laughs> Like, of course I do. And I and I totally appreciate that it takes a lot of skill and learning and training to like cut someone's hair so they don't look crazy. <laughs> I'm just gonna buzz it one length so there's only so much damage I can do, but I would never mm-hmm. try to give myself a fade. <laughs> yeah. Or line up my hairline or whatever. I yeah. yeah I leave it's... that to the professionals. <laughs> um my brother is learning how to do his own hair now. And he likes okay. to keep it like short and fade and all that Mm he used to go he used to go very often like a ridiculous Uh amount to (laughs) a barber to get his hair done Uh (laughs) um so he has no choice now but to learn Mm -hmm. but there's a the last place i went to to get like a professional cut was this barber shop Mm -hmm. in dc that is they're called lady clipper so Mm -hmm. it's 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 a really cool place, but now that they can't open, at least, I don't know, the, the phases in D.C. are different than where I am. Maybe uh-huh. they'll be able to open soon, but they started offering virtual haircuts. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I've seen some barbers doing that. Yeah, like taking you through like what you should do uh, mm-hmm. with that, obviously at home, with your own clippers, and... The one the pictures they've posted of like the clients who have done it it looks actually really great yeah which is a real testament to how skilled they are not yeah. just as barbers but also as teachers yeah 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 
because anything I can do, I don't know how many times I've, I've tried to teach people how to knit and uh, <laughs> it never sticks. So yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive, but they, yeah. Yeah, they're great. I think people uh, underestimate how hard it is to instruct other people how to do things because there are, like you said, there are things that you just like, you know how to do, but mm-hmm. it's pretty, it can be kind of hard to be, to like explain that to somebody else so that they can do it the way that you do it. Yeah. Um, that's another skill in and of itself too. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's pretty cool that people, there's this girl that I follow on um, Instagram who, who also has like short hair and I didn't watch the live because I think it went on for like two hours but she did a live with her barber as her barber like walked her through how to cut her hair mm-hmm. um, and it, I saw the after picture and it looked really good so yeah it's impressive <laughs> Yeah, and it's good that, that at least uh, people are finding creative ways to keep up their business if even if they can't be like in person with people yeah it's at least yeah. something yeah oh I have a comic it's like a slice of life mini comic one day and it's called wash day and it's mm-hmm. really it's really good i don't know if i had it last time you were in town oh. but if it's that online i'll let you know and i'll send it to you okay yeah yeah it's I'm good interested in that <laughs> my wash days are super fast now i love it <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, um, I feel like I have to wash my hair more now because my roots have grown out so much. Mm -hmm. So when it was just the green hair, you know, so damaged that it could get oily and it would take a while before it would look disgusting. Uh Um, But now that I have like multiple inches of Uh (laughs) my actual hair coming out, Uh it's like really dry ends and then super greasy <laughs> hair. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying the Victorian, or it's not just Victorian, but I'm trying the, uh, the old-timey approach of just brushing my hair more often to, to stripping <laughs> the <laughs> The Marsha Brady 100 strokes a day. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha I, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh, shall we introduce our theme for today? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So this episode we are talking about two very well-regarded, prestigious series that we never watched, primarily because they were on HBO, a premium <laughs> channel that uh, neither of us... Had access to, <laughs> so, um, except through other people. <laughs> yes, except through uh, Moochie from others, uh, which we continue to do today. <laughs> um, but uh, we have The Wire and Veep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Two different eras, two different mm-hmm. genres, but both very much beloved. Yes, I'm sure yes. we'll get to it, but particularly with one of these shows, the reaction yeah. <laughs> I would get when I had said I had not seen it, every every time, <laughs> same time, same reaction every time. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. Let's 
get into it. Cool. All right. Um, so, like Audrey said, we watched The Wire, which uh, is an HBO crime drama, kind of, is, is I think the easiest way to put it, because um, it's not just a crime drama, from what I've read, since I've only seen the first episode. <laughs> but um, it's a drama that premiered in 2002, and it ran for five seasons, ended in 2008. And um, is written primarily by David Simon, um, who before that had done a couple miniseries, or no, had done a miniseries and an NBC series based on two books that he had written. So he used to be um, a journalist for the Baltimore Sun, um, and he wrote a couple books about inner city life, specifically in Baltimore. Um, so if you've heard of the show. Uh, the NBC show Homicide Life on the Streets that's based on one of his books and then I think he did a mini series for HBO called The Corner which kind of established his relationship with HBO to pitch The Wire so um, The Wire is primarily set in Baltimore um, I think mostly because David Simon was pretty familiar with that city um, having worked there for a long time and um, and it kind of serves as the I think it kind of serves as the main character for the show because each season the the topic of the show switches. So the first season of The Wire is about the illegal drug trade. And then the second is about seaport system. And the third one is about government. And the fourth is about education. And the fifth is about print news medium. So I think these are all things that he was very interested in. He was, I guess, interested in a lot in like institutions and how they're failing people, basically. So it's not... Uh, I don't think it's a very uplifting show, (laughs) Um, but I think he wanted to be very realistic about his portrayal of inner city life and and the kind of institutions that all have uh, a bearing on the people that live there. Um, And so he kind of saw it as a novel on television, so I think it's a little bit different than your standard crime TV show, so it's not like Law and Order or anything where there's like a a crime of the episode and it's solved in the end or it's not solved and they have a pithy comment and go off for the next episode to mm-hmm. book some new criminals. Um, and it kind of also, which you can kind of see when we start talking about the first episode, is you can see that it's not just, like Law and Order is about the people pursuing criminals, um, whereas The Wire definitely looks at both sides, like the the people who would be considered the criminals and the people going after them. Um, so that's also how it's a bit different than your standard crime drama where you're just following like the heroes, um, who are always trying to like do the right thing. And I think you'll probably agree that when you see the first episode that not everybody's that interested in doing the right thing, or at least not thoroughly doing what some people would consider Mm -hmm. is the right thing. Yeah. Um, so that's basically it. So yeah, we watched the pilot. And in the pilot, we meet a ton of people. It's definitely an ensemble show. There's not really <laughs> a main character. Yeah. Like, I think we would consider Baltimore so the main people. character since it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of people and kind of confusing sometimes. Yeah. But the basic premise of the first episode is we we first meet Detective Jimmy McNulty. And he's at the scene of a murder. Um, and so you, it's kind of established he's like a detective and whatever. And he uh, later goes and sits in on 
the proceedings of a, a murder trial and he sees a witness um, kind of switch their testimony. Like before she had said that, oh yeah, the guy that's on trial was the person who did the murder, but now she's saying it wasn't him, it was somebody else. And so then the guy gets off and McNulty goes to talk to this judge and the judge is very surprised that they lost the case. It seemed like they, they had it in the bag and and um, McNulty tells them that, well, it's, it's pretty obvious like the witnesses are being intimidated and he tells them about, he tells the judge about um, this kind of drug lord that's active in Baltimore um, named uh, Avon Barksdale. And so the guy that was on trial was D'Angelo Barksdale, and he was Avon's nephew. So he's like, clearly um, Avon has done some work to like intimidate these witnesses and get his nephew off. Um, and so by McNulty talking to the judge, the judge gets concerned and starts talking to a bunch of higher-ups and everyone gets mad at McNulty because now they have to do extra work <laughs> and look into this Barksdale guy. And so everyone's upset, but McNulty, I don't know, he seems to think that they're doing the right thing, but everyone's mad at him. So that's basically the the law and, or, the law and order side of the, the people that we meet in that first episode. And then on the like criminal activity side... We, we kind of enter that world through D'Angelo, who just got off for murder, and he returns to the streets, and he's, like, very appreciative to his uncle, but his uncle's kind of like, hey, you really messed up. <laughs> that was a lot of time and resources to get you off for what they saw also was, like, a very needlessly public murder that he did. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of gets demoted to working in the housing projects, which I guess is not as cool or glamorous is working in the high rises that this Barksdale guy kind of controls. So basically we just kind of follow him working with these like lower level drug dealers that he was, wasn't working with before he got, uh, charged with murder. Um, and there's just like a little, it's, it's, yeah, he's just, they're doing drug dealing stuff and counterfeit money and blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of just our <laughs> <laughs> intro to the world of the wire and this, particular part of Baltimore that they're exploring. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> so it took me a little bit to catch up on who was who and who did what. Mm -hmm. Especially in the um, the like the detective side of things. Because it looked yeah, like there, there were two so different departments working together and I was like mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, cops, <laughs> but different cops, and now FBI, but also no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it took me a little bit to wrap my head on what was happening, but eventually I got it, which is good. Um, especially if you don't, because I I don't know the structure of a police, like the the mm -hmm. chain of command for a pol uh, pol uh, police department. So I yeah. I was kind of, like, confused. They were like, Major this and Commander that. And, I don't mm -hmm. know if they said Commander, but it was just like, <laughs> and Commissioner this person. And, and that was kind of confusing, too, because I was like, who answers to who and what, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the criminal side was actually easier to understand the dynamics there. Yeah. Um, it was It was more straightforward and not as messy i guess yeah for sure to see what the hierarchy was why things were happening the way they were um, mm -hmm. but as far as the how well regarded the show was taken mm -hmm. 
anytime I would say I hadn't seen The Wire, it was like I'd said I'd killed a dog or something. I don't know. Reverse is <laughs> <laughs> just so scandalized. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and can appalled. I say about that, I kind of assumed the show was older than it was. And I didn't really, I tried not to look too much into it before I started watching it. And mm-hmm. I thought it came out in like the mid 90s. Um, and then when when McNulty goes to visit the FBI guy, he starts talking about mm-hmm. how they're switching to counterterrorism, which was my mm-hmm. first clue into the fact that it started, it was after 2001. And then he immediately after mentioned the towers coming down. I was like, oh, I thought this show was like so much older than that. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it came af- out after 2001, which yeah. I mean, still at this point is 20, not 20. <laughs> Wait, yes. Um, Almost uh, twenty years ago. Almost twenty years ago. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I so I because I always assumed oh this show is so old, that's why everyone's so surprised that we haven't seen it. But it ended in two thousand eight, which yes is a long time ago at this point. But mm-hmm. I was we were eleven in two thousand one. We wouldn't be watching the yeah. wire. <laughs> <laughs> we were very young and um, at, at my house growing up, we didn't have HBO. Yeah, we were, same. We were not a premium channel household. Yeah. Um, we knew people who had premium channels by various means. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely knew people with a black box, that's for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it wasn't a show that... I, I don't know when people our age watched it i guess did they start watching it in high school like that's what i I get confused that and it must have been because i i was reading more about it and when it was on air it seemed like every season it was they weren't sure if they were coming back because it wasn't a popular Hmm. show when it was airing and and when it went off of air and i think Season four is, is what I read people like really like, and that's the ep- the season dealing with education. And I think one mm. quote that I read, one of the actors said, it's pretty easy to connect to like kids. You're like, oh, you want these kids to do well. So maybe yeah. Yeah, that was also a good that. in for people. But it, after it ended in 2008 is when it kind of started to get critically acclaimed. And, and they were also mm. saying that like during the time it was on, because it was also on at the same time as The Sopranos, because The Wire wasn't doing as well as The Sopranos and Sopranos getting awards, blah, blah, blah. HBO okay. was kind of like putting their attention on promoting The Sopranos. So it really, I still do wonder though, because I guess it ended kind of after we graduated high school. I'm still, I guess people were watching it coming to it maybe like 10 or so years ago, but mm-hmm. that still seems like. I'm like, it's, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Give yeah. us some time. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting that you bring up that it was at the same time as The Sopranos, because I forget about that show because I've never seen it either. Yeah. Like, all these HBO shows, never watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we didn't have it. And granted, yeah. you can get them, for example, you can get The Wire on DVD, Oh, which is how nice. we're watching them because my partner <laughs> really, really loves this show. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, to the point where after we watched the pilot, he was like, "You want to, want to keep watching?" And I was like, "Not yet." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a show that, like, because there's so many people, I need to watch all of it. Yeah, really close together, and I knew we were going to watch all I'm of it too. last night. Yeah. So, um, but. Even though there is access to it through the DVDs, either, you know, when Blockbuster was still a thing, they had TV shows, but they didn't have that many. 
the mm-hmm. library is pretty good about having them. But if I'm not thinking about it, I'm not going to say, hey, maybe I yeah. should start watching this show. Exactly. And I've never really personally been um, like a crime drama kind of person. Like same. SVU and stuff or, isn't really my guess thing. Same, but... And that's kind of what I thought <laughs> what this was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because I... I went through a phase where I was really into Law and Order SVU and like yes, you did. old school Law and Order. <laughs> I did Law and Order Criminal Intent. I don't know why, but I really liked those shows. I think it was also like a family thing. Like they would just like be on TNT all the time and we'd just sit down and watch mm-hmm. those shows. But so I, I did kind of like the, the contained story style. Like, oh, you have your crime of the week and the detectives mm-hmm. come in and then the lawyers come in and then it's done. Um, and, but, and not that those shows are light in any way, shape or form, (laughs) but there, it always, to me, first of all, I didn't really know that much about The Wire or what what it was about, Mm -hmm. um, but it seemed like it was even heavier than those shows. And I think for me in terms of drama and, and that kind of drama, I think Law and Order is maybe the height of what I would think I would want to watch in terms of like heaviness. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that also would probably be like something, it just didn't seem like a show that would outwardly appeal to me, even though it just seemed different than Law and Order SV or yeah, Law and Order and Law and Order SVU and stuff like that. Like procedural. Right. Procedural. That's the, yeah. Yeah. That's the word. Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that crime of the week kind of style. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a complete aside, but it amazes me how popular SVU is still, because yeah, some of the things on. that happen on that show <laughs> are utterly disgusting and disturbing, <laughs> and yet yeah. it is played 24-7 on these basic cable channels. It was on all the time whenever I would go see my grandma at the nursing home, all mm-hmm. the time. It was, yeah. what was, it was either that <laughs> or the game show network. There was no in-between at this place. <laughs> Every TV you would find would have one of those two channels. And it's just like, what? It's so, I don't understand why it's so universally appealing to people. I don't know. I, I, there definitely is like some sort of appeal to this sort of overarching crime drama thing. And cause like every channel, every like basic cable channel has procedurals in some extent. Yeah. They're very popular. And I wonder if it's just cause they're, they're easy to like get into there's not there's very rarely like a a a seasonal arc or like a character arc for people like Mm -hmm. I remember like a few instances in SVU where you would delve into the the detectives private lives and there and like one time Stabler was getting divorced and and but that's (laughs) it's so background that you can pop in and you'll be like what who he's getting divorced from what's happening like you know what's happening Mm -hmm. when you you can watch it from any point on and be like I know what's what's going on they're solving a crime (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And there's some kind of like a basic appeal to crime. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like your average, um, like network sitcom. It doesn't really matter. You can just yeah. catch an episode. Yeah, yeah. But but the gruesomeness is it's kind of it is it must be the same thing that appe- or a similar sort of appeal to like listening to true crime or something. Maybe not the same exact appeal, but like a similar. Yeah. Thing? I, I guess so because I do enjoy true crime, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I don't know either. 
but yeah, old, old, old people like that and game shows. Um, but yes, yeah. The Wire. Well, interesting. Yeah, The Wire. From what I could see from that first episode, it's definitely going to be less about the crime and more just about the people and like yeah. the relationships. And there was so much just in that one episode about like the political um, ramifications of one conversation with a judge, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It and like set up all these different things. Yeah, and it's it's just that classic, I need to know what you're doing so that I'm not surprised when someone brings it up to me, I'm your boss yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Um, and... What I wonder if it'll continue, but seeing those kind of parallel dynamics between, you know, the the, the criminal side versus the the oh, law true. enforcement I side. Even, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's very similar. Like McNulty, essentially, fucks up by answering the judge's questions the way he does. Yeah. And then, um, oh, I already forgot that other guy's name. Ugh. Was it D'Angelo? Yeah, D'Angelo. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and same with D'Angelo. He he got he stopped thinking, got emotional in the situation, and killed that guy. Mm-hmm. And now it's you know trickling up to his uncle, who's the head, and he needs to show him that just because he's family doesn't yeah. mean he's he's immune. That he has to work his way back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So I assume that'll be part of it for, for the yeah, series probably. yeah um i did find myself asking because uh, i know a little bit about the show right like i've i've heard about certain bits and pieces including uh, yeah, omar so i was like when's omar coming i know omar <laughs> is in this <laughs> so um he's not in the first episode but idris elba yeah. is yes and so a very is little young baby, age. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, just there's two baby people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michael B. Jordan was truly a baby. He was yeah. swimming in his big puffer jacket. Yeah. <laughs> also, Aww. as a side note, I've been watching Friday Night Lights, and I just started watching the, the season that he starts in that. So I'm kind of just in a little Michael B. Jordan bubble. <laughs> so I was... I, I was of course i love michael b jordan and i'm trying to think of what the first thing i saw him in was and i think it might be parenthood the tv show i never watched parenthood um i think for me it was creed but i think i feel like no 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 it was um it was the movie he did with uh Ryan Coogler before that, the oh I can't remember what it's called, but it was the the um, it was a movie about this uh, based on a true story of this guy that got killed in Oakland. Oh, Fruitland Station. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think that might have been around the time as Parenthood, so it's all kind of he's just a beautiful person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to his yeah. wiki page to find um, <laughs> what the earliest thing I've seen him in, and it's just his yeah. face. I'm like, just look at you. Um, 
Parenthood. Okay, so Parenthood was before Fruitland Station. So that was definitely the first thing I'd ever seen him in was that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a career launcher for Idris Elba and I guess Michael B. Jordan a little bit, too. The Wire. Yeah. I don't really know um, what Idris Elba had done in the UK before he did The Wire here. I did hear that story that when he auditioned, he kept his uh, American accent the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. That's that's, that's a story I heard. I, I can't remember <laughs> where. Yeah. <laughs> who told me this story. Um, but he, I don't know if it was like his agent or someone told him, like, don't reveal that you're English. Yeah. Um just keep the accent and like a few yeah. auditions in when it looked like they liked him and everything. He like, I have to admit I'm, I'm actually British and like, use, I'm British. Or was it like one of the casting directors kind of caught it because he, they were also English. So they like could tell, I don't know. Oh. This is a bad story that I'm telling. Um, <laughs> A better story, I guess, is that um, when my brother and my sister-in-law got married, um, my sister-in-law hired a makeup artist, and she Mm -hmm. did all her makeup, and she used to do makeup on the wire, so she has touched Idris Elba's face, (laughs) and she said he was as great as you want him to be, and we're like, good. Aw, that's good. Good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when people suck. (laughs) Yeah. It was, yeah. it was very charming. <laughs> oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did, did you like the episode? Did you want to watch more after seeing it? Yeah, I do. Um, like I said, it took a little bit for me to get into the episode itself, just because they, this is something I'll, I'll talk about a bit too, and not so much comparing this and Veep, but just the different mm-hmm. eras they came out in. This is still very much a classic. Here are the different characters. We have to introduce them one by one so you know that they all exist <laughs> kind of pilot. Yeah. Um, which the Veep pilot is not really at all mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I think that's just a change of 20 years of television, you know? Yeah. Um, so once all that was established and you got to see them interact properly like when um mcnulty and mm-hmm. buck his partner his partner i yeah. think so mm, buck. Might be his name. <laughs> yeah, a lot of names um <laughs> were like out drinking and seeing their dynamic and yeah when they heard drunk and driving their car around it's like yeah detectives <laughs> <laughs> That kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Once once I got into that, it was good. Like, even the courtroom yeah. stuff threw me because I was like, okay, laws. Yeah. But also, <laughs> yeah. reading small hit, head shakes from Idris Elba and like, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, so I do want to watch it. It is, as I say, heavy, though. So I mm-hmm. have to be in a good state of mind to watch as much of it as I need to watch to be able to keep track of everyone and everything. Yeah. But I will. Yeah. 
I, I, I was also intrigued by it. I wasn't sure if I would like it. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that I did and it, it, it definitely made me want to watch more, more than I thought that it would. Um, yeah. but I do, it's definitely not going to be a binge show for me. I think when I have time, it'll be like a one episode a night or every other night kind of, kind of show that I would, uh, get through in that way. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I could do it like that. I would forget. No. <laughs> And I know yeah. that for a fact because a different show, um, Black Sails, the pirate show from a mm-hmm. few years ago, which is very, very good. We're still making our way through it. And every time we take a break, because it's it's a, it's a that's a hip, pretty heavy show, too. Like the drama, it's pretty gruesome, mm-hmm. like realistic war and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's only so much of it I can take. But then when we come back to it, I'm like, okay, I need to remember who everyone is yeah. and who they do. Yeah. Why. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Good. I wonder if, um, I don't really know and I didn't look into it, but if this was along with The Sopranos, like, like a precursor to a lot of the shows we have now, obviously, like, something about this show made me think about, like, Breaking Bad for some reason. I feel like, like it is. Yeah. I th- I think that, and I I have to go back and find the article, but it's, but people who write about it, I think, think later about, like, Mad Men and, um, mm-hmm. and Breaking Bad, and I feel like there are other ones that people have mentioned, but I think it, it kind of is a precursor for kind of prestige drama Mm -hmm. um uh yeah yeah i think so cool and i because well i haven't seen mad max that's another show where i'm kind of like i don't know if if with that one i'm pretty sure that i would find it boring but (laughs) (laughs) yeah um same honestly i've never seen (laughs) um but i think so i guess maybe i shouldn't bring it up as an example but I feel like The Wire depends a lot less on plot than it does on exploring character and, mm-hmm. and the lives of these people. And then maybe there's like a, it seems like there's, they're building some sort of plot into it when, now that yeah. they're about to investigate this Barksdale guy. But it doesn't seem like, I feel like we would start from the beginning with, with McNulty being like, I gotta bring down Barksdale. If that was like <laughs> the whole, if that was mainly what they were wanting yeah. to focus on that would be the driver but mm-hmm. he kind of just he accidentally stumbles into it yeah um just by being kind of concerned um so i think maybe in that way because i've also never seen the sopranos but i feel like that probably seems like a show that's a little bit more character driven mm-hmm. than like plot driven so maybe in that way those kind of shows it's like it's character first and then story um yeah so i don't know Maybe, but I'm talking about shows I've never seen. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I've seen some of Breaking Bad. Um, Me too. But I watched I just, the first season. <laughs> same. I for some forget. reason, I just never went for more. Yeah, but there was something about it that did just kind of remind me of that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lady cop is really cool. Oh yeah, I like Gigi. Her. That's not her name. That was not her name. Uh, Kima. Kima. I was like, why do I think Gigi? 
don't know. I don't know. But that's not the worst name for her. <laughs> she could be a Gigi. <laughs> I don't remember why I thought Gigi. There's a, uh, a drag queen on the latest season of Drag Race named Gigi. Maybe that's why. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't look anything alike, though. <laughs> also, Gigi is a fun name. This is fun. Also, but yeah, Kima. I think her her partner mm-hmm. was or girlfriend um, was uh, the mom in Famous Jet Jackson. I forgot to look it up. Oh, think, what? You mean I that show so. that Disney Plus doesn't have for some reason? Rude, very rude. But she looked familiar, and I think that she might have been um, the mom in that show. But um, yeah. Oh, also. Oh God, I had a really bad moment where i realized i didn't ne- have never really paid attention to who was on the ten dollar bill um so that whole conversation <laughs> about andrew alexander hamilton uh-huh. and then and then i was like wait he wasn't a president and then <laughs> I up and i was like of course he wasn't a president um and because i thought they were confused because like yeah well ben franklin's on money and he wasn't a president yeah um and then i i paused the show to spend about 10 minutes reading about the hamilton bird duel um <laughs> and then i went back to watching the show but i just i've never re- never paid attention to who's on the 10 dollar bill and i yeah. felt very bad about myself for about two minutes washington lincoln hamilton mm-hmm. um grant i think is on the 20 oh okay no wait sure no hold on Oh, no, isn't that Andrew Jackson that's on the 20? Yeah, Jackson's on the 20, Grant yeah. is on the 50, and then Franklin on the uh-huh. 100, I think. Yeah. I can see Grant's face in my head on money. I feel like I can, too. Yeah. But, uh, but seems yeah, right. I, had a, I had a moment <laughs> where I was like, was the Hamilton not a president? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you haven't listened to the Hamilton soundtrack over and over again, like everyone tells me I should do? <laughs> I have not. That's a yeah. Aren't they supposed to be putting that on PBS soon? Not to get too off topic, but uh, I think like that. I believe it is supposed to be on Disney Plus. Oh, cool! Yeah, finally see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> uh, there is a fun drunk history episode that Lin Manuel Miranda did about Alexander Hamilton. Oh, nice! I always forget about drunk history, and then I remember about it for like two days and then I forget about it again which means there's probably lots on there that I haven't seen which is (laughs) it's a good one though um it's Aubrey Plaza and she was maybe on Arrested Development completely blanking Alia Shawkat there we go oh nice fun but also the fact that that that's how people solve their differences with (laughs) shoot at each other (laughs) is just it's just like men, honestly. Yep. I guess it's not that surprising. Yep. <laughs> like, of course. But yeah. But yeah, those were my two realizations during um, during uh, The Wire was famous Jet Jackson's mom. Oh, yeah, that's her. Nice. And uh, good catch. The fact that I didn't know who was on the $10 bill. <laughs> also, I don't know anything about the areas of Baltimore. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about Yeah, they like, kept talking about different areas. and like, should I know this? I'm like, no, I don't live there. The Wharf? Is that something? That's a place. <laughs> but I believe this takes place far from it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like having an idea of like the geography when something's happening in a place I've been to. 
Um, but then I'm like, but I don't know these places, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Cool. Should we talk about beef? Sounds good. So, Veep is another HBO show. Uh, it started in 2012 and then ended just last year after seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, oh, I didn't know this at all, and I found it very interesting. It was an adaptation mm-hmm. of The Thick of It, that British show. Mm-hmm. So, after I learned that, I could see the parallels between the two. Um, but overall, have you seen the thick of it? I've seen episodes from the first season. Oh, okay. I never finished it. I don't know why. Good question. <laughs> but Peter Capaldi is. It's great. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so Veep was an adaptation of that um, mm-hmm. by the series creator of Thick of It, which came about because originally there's the someone else tried to adapt Thick of It. Um, it didn't go well. And then mm-hmm. HBO was like, hey, we still want to do something. And so Armando um, Iannucci said, cool. I didn't like that other pilot for the American version. I'm just going to rework it and do this. Um, mm-hmm. And so Veep is a reference to the fact that the main character is Selena Meyer, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and she is the vice president of the United States. And so it's very much... Um, kind of film documentary style so you're like following them around um and they are trying so hard to do their job and feel like they're making a difference and then everything just gets weird (laughs) all the time it seems (laughs) to be the case that everything that selena tries to do uh either the president or someone else just ruins it um yeah (laughs) so the other main characters are um her like personal assistant who is played by Tony Hale and you have um, her chief of staff, Amy Bruckheimer, who is played by Anna Chomsky from my girl. The same girl. I was like, why does she look so familiar? (laughs) Like, Oh, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Matt Walsh is in it as uh, the director of communications. And then they also introduced this other guy, um, Dan, played by this guy, Reed Scott, and he is the biggest piece of shit, <laughs> um, as Chief of Staff says. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of following them around as they try to do their jobs and the shenanigans that happen. Um, in the first episode, it starts with Selena Meyer trying to, like, she's implemented this new commission, like a clean jobs commission. And that she feels like this is going to be, you know, the thing that marks her, her, um, her time as vice president, but it like plays, it's, it's a satire. Obviously. So it plays on the fact that she's trying to get these cornstarch based like utensils and all the different cafeterias in, in mm-hmm. the federal buildings. And then um, it gets out 
publicly through like Twitter or something. And so the plastics industry gets mad. And if you get plastics mad, then oil gets mad and you can't make oil <laughs> mad. And so it's just like trying to recover from that snafu about this random mm -hmm. person on her staff saying something on the internet and her having to cover her ass for it. And then uh -huh. just at some point, the president doesn't want to do a fundraiser anymore. So he says, send a VP. You never see the president, which I find very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. But what you do see is this one guy who is like the the representative from the White House who shows up when the president needs something um, <laughs> or wants something or Jenna. whatever. And he's <laughs> it's like really this tall dude, kind of weird. He like really wants to be liked by the president. Like every time he tells a story, he's like, I was having trail mix and the president noticed. So I said, do you like trail mix, Mr. President? Or, like, and so he like, he just really, he just really wants the president to know who he is. And he believes that mm -hmm. the president does. And I, you can tell that clearly the president doesn't know who this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, the first episode is her trying to recover from the, the plastic utensil, cornstarch utensil thing. And then, at the fundraiser, she accidentally drops uh, an R word uh, joke that does not fly well, obviously, because she and mm -mm. which she had gotten from a senator who had said it. And then it's just a whole mess. And there's like a condolence card for another uh, senator who had just died, who was like a sexual predator, but you still got to sign the condolence <laughs> card because otherwise people think that you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and just all these like very similar to the wire in a way where it's like all about the political things of this yeah. political office um yeah but it was definitely funny <laughs> um <laughs> like tony hale's character i just want to give him a hug <laughs> yeah this little bag with the stool in it yeah. um which i i really enjoyed that part there's the part where when she's going to give the speech at the fundraiser um they talk about how the podium is too tall so he like whips out this little stool and she's like stool me he, like puts the stool at the podium because she's a little <laughs> she's a little shorty um uh -huh. and it's yeah it was, it was very funny and i enjoyed it um again another one that i didn't watch because this came out when I still didn't have access to HBO. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously it's received numerous nominations and wins at all the various awards and things. So I, I knew of it and yeah. Julie Louis Dreyfus is great. So of course. Yeah. Uh, I seen Veep here and there. I can't remember if I've seen the pilot. Mm -hmm. So for a while, when I first lived out here, we used to do spaghetti Sundays with these uh, a group of people that we were friends with, and they had the HBO access. <laughs> so we would mainly go over there during uh, Game of Thrones season, and we did it every Sunday. But like the shows we would watch would be like Game of Thrones, and mm -hmm. we'd watch Girls, and and people would kind of. It was not a huge group of people, maybe like ten people, but people would like trickle in and out for the shows that they watched mm -hmm. and. When Veep started, because I think you said 2012, so yeah, I was living out here. So um, for some reason, Veep didn't really grab me when I, when on the Spaghetti Sundays when people would watch it. Mm -hmm. And w watching the pilot, I enjoyed it, and I still don't think it's 
it I don't know how to explain it like I know that if I keep watching it I would like it even more but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't dislike the pilot but it didn't like grab me mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah but I know because I like the actors in it and and I was amused by a lot of what was going on that if I continue watching it and stay with those characters that I'm sure I would find them like hilarious as yeah. it went on so I would be open to continuing continuing to watch it but I kind of saw watching the pilot again why I or I don't know if it was again but why I wasn't like immediately because it's also very quick mm-hmm. too so you always have to like really pay attention to like know what's happening know that what's happening is funny yeah um so I don't know yeah yeah, yeah. I like I said I could see the influences of it being created by and adapted from a, the British show Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. as I said, I've seen a few episodes of Thick of It, so like, of course, what sticks in your mind when you do watch a few episodes is Peter Capaldi's character, who okay. I I looked into because in the Thick of It, it's a it's a fake department in in the government. Um, oh, okay. it's not like a, a specific position. Um, mm-hmm. but as far as parallels, Peter Capaldi's I. Th- think is kind of parallel to the white house guy in that he's the one who comes to say hey what's happening you need to do this but it's such a different dynamic like peter capaldi yells at people in the thick of it and like tears (laughs) them down in a very satisfying Uh way (laughs) um so he's he's like a frightening man comparing it to like this other white house guy um yeah so it's it's a very different dynamic obviously that they made in it's mm-hmm. much like British office versus American office like you can see yeah yeah the yeah. influences of the original British version in this pilot um mm-hmm. primarily by how uncomfortable I felt multiple times in the show oh like, yeah when she was at that post when she dropped that joke i was uh, like no oh, that's not for you to say <laughs> Jimmy, don't say it at all but especially not in front of a bunch of yeah, people it was who just, are I, I taking think, note of what you're saying i think i literally got under the the blanket under that at that point because i was like oh no um so because of that i i like british comedies and so i i mm-hmm. that appealed to me but then yeah. it, it made me wonder that whether, much like the American office, if the more it went along, if it becomes yeah. more American. Because this is already a more American show because it's just not as painful in general. Like, there's still, like, yeah, that air of American optimism all over it, right? That, that British... Uh-huh comedies don't tend to have (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um especially in like selena's desire to make make this like this is her thing this is going to be her legacy and it's just such a very us thing to believe yeah um but yeah american office the first season is just word for word recreated from the british and then it really veers off but since yeah but i go ahead yeah oh no go ahead sorry but since the original creator of thick of it is the guy who adapted it into veep i wonder if it'll stay like this the whole time this sort of mishmash of british and american yeah because i assume that his writer's room would probably be primarily 
American. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know for sure, but I would assume so. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it, that would be a big difference, too, between British comedies and American comedies, is British comedies don't tend to have writers' rooms. It's usually one or a few other, one plus a few other people doing all the writing, mm-hmm. whereas there's American TV is most of the time, like 90% of the time, is a writer's room. Yeah. So that could also be, I can see that definitely taking it on a different path. Um, but but I, I knew, I kind of knew that it was based on a British TV show, and I just, I wasn't thinking about it when I was watching it, and I've never seen the British one mm-hmm. that it was about. So when I think about that, I kind of, and maybe because I'm not used to seeing that in American comedy, maybe that's why I was kind of like, I wasn't thrown off. I wasn't like, what am I watching? (laughs) But it wasn't, maybe that's because I think it would be different if, if I knew I was watching a British comedy, I'd be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this is, this is more standard for that. But it was just like a, I don't know how to explain it. Cause I, I definitely wasn't like, Oh, I hate this show. And I laughed and I thought it was funny, but I, and I, and I know now that I want to keep watching it because I've actually given it a chance. Whereas before I didn't like, really sit down to watch it mm-hmm. but i don't know it's just very it's kind of interesting to me that because i feel like it should kind of more outright appeal to me if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i'm just uh scrolling through the at least for the first season the episodes primarily mm-hmm. seem to be written by armando iannucci and another oh, okay. thick of it guy oh okay so simon did blackwell this one's story by Sean Gray, American? Nope, not American. British. Oh. So it looks like, at least for the first season, most if not all the of the writers were British and had worked on either the Thick of It or the Thick of It movie. So oh, interesting. That kind so, of explains. Yeah. That explains that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Will Smith. I have oh, read somewhere... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Will Smith was just writing for Will me. Smith. Time. <laughs> um, I was reading somewhere that, and oh, I might be making this up. I'm pretty sure these are the two shows that they were comparing. But I've read that polit when people ask politicians whether like working in politics is more like Veep or more like House of Cards, mm-hmm. that people say it's more like Veep, <laughs> which I also find also makes me want to watch the show because I think what I did really enjoy about the pilot was the uh, minutia is not the right word to use, but like the little things that they were focused on, mm-hmm. like. Like when she shows up in the beginning to the like event that she's hosting for the senators and nobody's there, like that kind of like <laughs> kind of little thing of like, oh, I'm trying to tell these people about this thing and nobody showed up because of a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then like and it's not a little thing, but like her faux pas of saying the R word at the at the fundraising event and and like the immediate panic of knowing that they have to figure some way to explain it away and, and who she needs to talk to to make mm-hmm. her look good and blah, blah, blah. And it's 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 obviously not a good thing that she did, but it's not like not to like scale what's worse than what. But like, obviously, she could have done more, even more offensive things. But it was kind of like a little thing at a little place that will be picked up on and probably picked apart. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Yeah. So I did enjoy that part about the show and and just like 
those little things. And I love her every time she comes in asking her, like, her personal assistant, or I don't, not personal assistant, but like, I don't know, like her executive assistant, whether or not the president's called, and it's always no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, I guess she's the, like, the office, the head of the office itself. Like, yeah. Um, so I guess I did like it more than I thought I did. <laughs> but yeah, well, I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think like the third time she asked in the present call, I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> Just like yeah. she answers her own question, <laughs> or like when she, um, because the the piece of shit guy who's like, he's a piece of shit because he. All, he's very ambitious and that's all he cares about like he worked for the senator who originally said that joke and he was dating her daughter just to like help his career and he yeah. made had no qualms about admitting that to like um the chief of yeah the, selena's chief of staff and everyone and he's like the worst um yeah but because he's so hungry and he's so ambitious um selena decides to hire him onto her team and so he's the one who like tells her how to turn it around to like throw the senator under the bus and like but don't you care because you're dating her her daughter like i just broke up with her 15 minutes ago over text it's just like yeah (laughs) it's just like what's happening so he Uh... is the one who starts off her plan on um how to come back from the joke and so he finds this like head of some I can't, some group for like people with disabilities kind of thing and she's going to mm-hmm. talk to him yeah in in her office and so i think the guy i think the piece of shit guy's name is dan so dan is coming up behind her and she's like um you know can i get two coffees like should it be three she's like no and like closes the door in his face and you're like <laughs> yes it was like so satisfying because <laughs> like <laughs> Because like she, like he, he thinks he's he's he finally he's in right. He's gonna be you know the vice president's right hand man. She's like no, no, go away. <laughs> not you. Yeah, it's not what you're here for. Yeah, and they pull her out because of the there's a debacle with the card where she oh, asked yeah. the chief of staff. That was another tiny thing that. <laughs> yeah, the the condolences yeah. card for the the dead sexual predator senator's widow. And so she asks her chief of staff to sign it with, on her behalf, like with her name, but she, her chief of staff mm-hmm. signs her actual name. And so they have to like, get it back. <laughs> but like when they pull Selena out of her meeting to tell her this, and she's like, I'm trying to fix things with this. I don't remember what she calls him, but like she hates him. She finds him like annoying and she really doesn't like the guy that she's trying to make amends with. She's just like whispering under her ear and just like, so like, it's just (laughs) funny. There was one moment that really got me. It was after she uh, had her bad joke moment at the fundraiser thingy mm-hmm. and they were like immediately thinking about what to do and some people were like we should say something immediately like, get ahead of it and her director of communications was like he was his theory or his um method was like no we don't know what other news thing could happen let's not make it the news <laughs> and he's like what if tom Hanks dies? <laughs> and then everyone was like why would you say that that's so dark <laughs> And I just thought that was really yeah, funny. Like, that like, everyone jumped down his throat for that. Yeah. And like, why is your entire uh, plan hoping something worse happens? Like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. But it did make me think uh, about all... um, how, because Tom Hanks got the coronavirus, right? Yeah, it did so... make me think about that. Too. I was like, oh, no. 
<laughs> Matt Walsh predicted. He's still alive. He's okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, that it did feel like a realistic thing, too, for someone to be like, wait, something worse could happen. Let's not make ourselves the news. <laughs> yeah, that guy's whole MO is hilarious to me because I think from the first moment we meet him, um, he asks Selena what she's going to say. And then he's like, actually, wait, no, don't tell me. Because if I don't know what you're, what you're going to say and they come back at for me later, I can pretend I just didn't know. And she's like, yeah. but you're the director of communications, right? <laughs> but and, and everything uh, else, he was like, I wasn't here. I didn't hear anything. Like, you're just dead yeah. to hear. Which is very, like, of politics, protecting your own ass. Yeah. So when someone exactly. comes tumbling down, you're, you're okay. Yeah. But... It's kind of smart. You can plead... In uh, ignorance, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah, it's it. I agree that it's definitely like the small things that, yeah, are funny. They're which gonna... is a, uh, which is a fun into comedy for me because, yeah, like falling down the stairs is hilarious, and <laughs> I, I I don't know, but yeah. like big things can be funny. But I think it's even harder to I think it's harder to find the humor and like little itty bitty things Mm -hmm. and i and i think it also helps that it's set in the world of politics because you think about it as this like grandiose thing where people are trying to do these these big things to like help the people or Mm -hmm. not help the people (laughs) (laughs) um and it seems so big but you know that like behind the or you if you think hard enough you know that there's even there's much smaller things Mm -hmm. happening and that there's so many like things that you have to do and people to please to get those little tiny things to happen and i and i can see how there's a lot of humor in that yeah and like a nice reminder that no matter what there's always idiots Mm -hmm. no matter where you are there's always going to be something absolutely ridiculous that happens because yeah exactly (laughs) because humans are humans are dumb sometimes (laughs) (laughs) we are no matter what a ridiculous species it's a miracle we've made it this far (laughs) (laughs) um there is Uh, another bit where when selena's first meeting with the senator who's like got that plastics money you know um and she's trying mm -hmm. to get her on her side um you get a glimpse of um Tony Hale's character and uh, Amy Bruckheimer's character, along with the shithead. And he's trying to make the Keurig work. Yeah, when he's trying to get the Keurig work, which was a <laughs> friendly reminder that Keurigs weren't as uh, available Pervasive. to everyone at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think the same year that Veep came out. Or, like, the year after was the first time I saw one in person and had to use one, right? Uh-huh. Um, but just how Anna and Dan are completely uh, ignoring Gary while he's trying to figure out the coffee. And they're just, like, talking about each other and, like, their own ambitions or, like, specifically Dan's ambition and everything. Because mm-hmm. um, Anna, like, sees through him and he's like, I'm not even trying to hide it. <laughs> um <laughs> And Gary's just like, I don't like, how do you, how do I, what is this? Do, you, do I put something in it? And then eventually Dan gets so exasperated, he gets up and like does it for him and like 
berates him for not being figured out. I'm like, well, he doesn't know there's stuff in that drawer. Why are you so mean to him? He doesn't know the layout of this office. Just say the pods are in the drawer. You piece of shit. <laughs> but I also like how Gary was like, well, you did it too fast. So now I don't know how to do it when, it, when I have to try and do it myself. <laughs> yeah, Gary... I mean, obviously, because it's Tony Hale, I make the immediate comparison. But Gary does feel like if Buster got his shit together and actually uh, <laughs> got a job. Got a job. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> it's, it is really funny because I, I think he and Selena, their interactions were my favorite part because she kind of seems annoyed by him, but obviously really needs him. Mm-hmm. So like there are certain things that she, he was telling her that he was, she was like, why are you telling me this? But then like <laughs> he got names wrong that she like needed. Yeah. He like wrote a name for her on, yeah. the, on the coffee sleeve that she needed. That's Jennifer. So I, uh, I meant Carol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... I guess I did enjoy the pilot more than I thought I did, and I take it back. <laughs> and I definitely do plan on watching more. I, I just, I wonder why I wasn't into it before when, like, other people were watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, like I said, it's, it, it is a very quick show, so if you aren't sitting down to pay attention to it, you're probably going to miss yeah. most of what's going on and most of the jokes, and so yeah. I can see that if you're you know, busy eating, spending time with your spaghetti instead of watching TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, maybe it won't get, get your attention as much. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited to watch more, though. Yeah, this is one that I can definitely just be like, oh, let's watch another episode of Veep, because I'm sure yeah. there's a through line. I think I I didn't look up what happens in each season, because I didn't really want to know, since I'm going to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. But... I think I know what happens eventually. You think? I think so too. Um, I think I might, but but yeah, the the overall plot it doesn't really matter. You can kind of jump in <laughs> and just know yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy politics stuff. People, yeah, doing dumb things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When you watched it, did it? I don't know how you watched it, but we watched it through the cable streaming that we're mooching. And so it mm-hmm. still showed the, on the next episode of Veep thing. Mm-hmm. Did it show that for you? It didn't, but it might be because I stopped when the credits, when like, when there was stopped being video with the credits. Okay. You know, there was like a little bit of more. And then I'd, maybe if I had kept going, it would have shown up next. I can't, um, I can't yeah, remember if it was before or after the credits, but it may have been just after. But yeah, they do that, you know, the little video, video package that happens in the next episode. And one of the things that happens is um, the White House representative guy comes and says something about, like, the president isn't feeling well, or I can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. But the implication was that, like, you need to get to the White House because this person might die, which, like, <laughs> it, when you look at uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's face, just like, the eye acting that she does of like realizing wait what like wait what like from sadness to oh my god I might become president (laughs) it's just like this is why you're one of the greats 
this is only sort of related to what you just said, but that kind of reminds me of early on in the episode before the the sexual predator senator died, and she ca- casually asked her chief of staff like if he was still alive. Yeah, <laughs> in such like a casual throwaway kind yeah. of way, like oh, is that guy still living? Yeah, <laughs> or even like the way they find out yeah. he died was also like a casual like, oh well, oh yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he once grabbed my and left this was... tit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also another tiny moment was when she goes to visit that senator and she's about to go sit in like the kind of casual talking area like where the couch is and she's about to go sit down and she notices the senator has just walked to her desk and is like typing on her computer and basically ignoring her yeah (laughs) i I liked that yeah very much little like good choices (laughs) yeah like you're the vice president but i still think i'm more important than you (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of thing yeah yeah. So it's very yeah. it's very well written and very well acted. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And I will say my favorite character so far besides Gary is <laughs> Sue because she seems like the most level headed person in the office and she's just doing her job. Yeah. And great jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when when Gary has to go steal the card back and he wears yeah. her jacket and he puts it on, I was like, sweet ass coat. Girl style. Yeah. <laughs> I love how he put the hood up. Yes. I thought that was... <laughs> they were like, hiding. maybe not with the hood. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, a fun show. I also like how um, she also has like a very dry sense of humor in that character. Um, mm-hmm. Sue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sue. I think that's her name. Um, yeah. Because when he leaves to go get the card to try and steal it back, she's like, should I go, should I call them to let them know he's coming? And everyone looks at her horrified. She's like, I'm kidding. Obviously, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Who would do that? Uh, She's like, who am I working with that you think I actually meant yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Good stuff. So Veep was good. The wire's good. Everyone was right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But, you know, it's not our fault. Mm-mm. Maybe uh, capitalism is stupid and we shouldn't have things like premium cable channels. <laughs> just a thought. Uh, just a thought. <laughs> yep. Cool. We did it. We did it. Did it. We're prestigious now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thanks for getting around to listening to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at ohyeahthatthing at gmail.com or you can use the contact form on our website. The link is in the description. We're oh yeah, that thing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Our logo art and design is by Rola, and the theme song is by Kate. We'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Bye. Bye. Cool. Should we talk about Veep? Sounds good. Yeah. Beepity beep beep. Skippity beep beep. Skippity beep beep beep. Alright. So